Hey there, friends of the Pregnancy Resource Center. Valerie Millsaps, Executive Director here, coming to you with the Armored Truth Podcast, where we will talk about standing on solid ground as leaders in our community that surround the issues of the sanctity of life and talk about a hard subject, abortion. So as we pray on our armor each and every day, how can we do that in a loving, truthful way as we continue to deal with an aggressive enemy and use what God has equipped each and every one of us to use? Armor Truth will be a place to empower you, to encourage you, and to equip you each and every week to speak for those that have no voice. We are so glad you're here with us. Hey friends, so I'm excited to be here with a good friend of mine. Um, She actually came uh, to Tennessee in 2017 to speak at our banquet. Uh, So you may have heard a little bit in the news um, from her story, but I thought what better way to be able to invite her along in a conversation that we all need to talk about. So my special guest today is Melissa Oden. Thank you so much for taking time out to just uh, sit here uh, over the phone with me today. And I would love before you hit on um, some people may not even be aware of your story. I think your story is important for people to know, uh, but definitely with some things that are going on in the news. Uh, Melissa Oden was actually a abortion saline survivor, and uh, especially with uh, the laws that are passing, her her voice is so vital to for us to know, for us to share, and so thank you for being on the call with me today. I would love for you to kind of touch on, as we kick this off, some misconceptions about this new uh, Born Alive Act that was kind of voted down. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we've been hearing all of those, you know, arguments against the Born Alive Bill, and I'll be really honest, this is not the first time I've heard those arguments, um, but certainly we heard them even at a greater volume, I think, this time than what we have before. And so, yeah, the Born Alive Act that didn't pass the Senate this week was kind of a further further piece from the 2002 legislation that President Bush signed into law. So that's what I think is confusing sometimes for people. So President Bush had actually signed in 2002 a piece of legislation that essentially was a definition bill. It said... Children who survive abortions are people, right? They're human beings, and they must be provided medical care. That's great. But it didn't provide any consequences when there was failure to do so. So when children were left to die, when children were killed at the hands of, you know, abortions like God's no. And so that's what this bill would do, was would provide some consequences, penalty for failure to provide children like me medical care. And it, of course, said right? You need to make a reasonable effort to provide these children medical care, just like you would any other child that is born, you know, through a typical birth. And so that's what it was. And unfortunately, we've heard the arguments of, well, first of all, this bill is, you know, requires people to take an unreasonable step to provide children medical care. No, it wasn't saying, you know, go above and beyond. It was simply saying, provide the same standard of care you would to any other child. And then secondly, of course, I've heard people saying, well, this bill is unnecessary, right? We 
we already have bills against infanticide, well, then tell me why there haven't been any prosecutions um, since that 2002 law, right? I can mm-hmm. think of Gosnell was prosecuted, but that was because he was caught with, um, I can't even remember what it was, an opioid or something. Um, so that's how he got busted. Um, then there was a case in Florida in about 2007 um, that's really horrible. I don't know if you've ever seen it, Valerie, but like an 18-year-old mother gave birth at an abortion clinic there. Baby was born alive. The mother was calling 911 for help at the clinic, and they put the baby in a biohazard bag where it suffocated to death. Mm. So that actually led to penalty because the mother was bold enough you know, to, to raise an alarm about it and was crying for help for her child. Um, so by and large, we don't see a lot of prosecution. So, you know, obviously there need to be consequences. And then people say it's simply unnecessary because this doesn't happen, right? Somebody, I read that the other day, somebody said, oh, you're going to find this lady, me, who survived 41 years ago? Wow. Well, there's more. Yeah. There's more. Do you feel like there's more that just haven't come out or that don't even know that they survived an abortion? Oh, definitely. Yeah. So, actually, we're now at 279 survivors that I've connected with. Mm-hmm. Um, that's an increase of 10 in just the last couple weeks, which I think is really telling, right? Because we, by and large, don't hear about stories like mine in the news or in the greater culture, and I really feel like the more our stories are out there, the more survivors are going to come forward. Yeah. But you're right. Most of them will probably never share it publicly. So you have a, a network that you created, the Abortion Survivors Network. And I actually, uh, a church that I spoke at recently just brought to light to some of those, which I think more conversations need to happen like that. So tell me a little bit about the Abortion Survivors Network. Yeah, so I founded that organization in 2012, and that's part of the work that I do. Um, I always say people see me in the public eye. What they don't see is, of course, this is the work that I do every single day. So our job is to to really do two things, to educate the public about the fact that, yes, abortions can fail, and children like me can go on to live, um, and most people won't even know who we are. Um, but the other thing we do is really important to me, too, and that's providing support to survivors. So most survivors have pretty significant emotional um, trauma because of what we've gone through. And so we connect survivors with one another. Uh, we also make referrals to um, counselors who are well-versed in how to meet our needs. Um, and so, yeah, it's providing a lot of emotional and um, social support behind the scenes. That's so great. I know in 2017 when you came and shared at our banquet, I mean, there were people that were talking about your story even after. That's why it's so important, I think, to get your story out there again. They were like, we're on the edge of our seats and everything. They just really enjoyed that you come in to share. Can you kind of touch on, I know that... Uh, your story has so much, and it's so amazing. But hitting the highlights for why people um, should be concerned about what's going on, and and in our in our nation, but just the everyday uh, pregnancy resource centers. But I would love for you to share just some highlights of your story. Absolutely, yeah. So 
41 years ago, we now know that my biological mother was actually forced to have this saline infusion abortion. And I know, you know, in your work, you see this all the time, right? Women, by and large, don't have a choice when it comes to abortion. They're coerced, they're forced, or our culture tells them that abortion is the only option um, that they should be considering. And so that's why your work is so important, um, because you're meeting the needs that typically drive them to an abortion. And you're providing the support they need. Back then, my birth mother didn't have anywhere to turn. And so her family actually forced this abortion upon her. That saline infusion abortion was meant to poison and scald me to death. I actually soaked in a toxic saline solution for five days. On the fifth day of the abortion procedure, I was delivered in the final step of the procedure, believing that I would be delivered as a deceased child. And, you know, accidentally, here I was born alive. Mm. I, I just, I, and I've been able to hear you um, share that just in the uh, news lately. Uh, and you've actually gotten to just speak before um, the, the house and some different, different uh, areas. Can you touch on that a little bit? Yeah. So let's see, where should I start? Uh, <laughs> I know, right? Um, it's like a wild, wild few weeks. Yeah. Just, I mean, it's unfortunate, but I do appreciate that God brings about good in the midst of it. So, yeah, people may have seen me on Fox News. I've been on Fox three times in the last few weeks. Um, I did meet President Trump in the Oval Office. I kind of, like, giggle every time I say that because <laughs> I'm like, was that really me? <laughs> um, and, and then, yes, and then I actually met with senators this week when they were meeting for the Born Alive vote. And so, you know, I know that's a, a difficult piece for people is the political side of things, right? And, yeah. it, and historically, it kind of has been for me, too, right? I'm like, can I just go speak to senators? I'm like, I love that. <laughs> um, but with a story like mine, you know, I know God's intention is for me to use it to not only touch hearts and minds, but hopefully, you know, influence legislation until we can create a culture that does embrace lives like mine. So, yeah, I'm called to kind of be in the thick of it and, you know, not just about surviving that abortion, but knowing that after I was born alive, you know, there was argument about whether I would be provided medical care. Um, I was contacted by a nurse a couple years ago who was able to share more of the story with me. And so I was initially laid aside at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, the intent was, you know, lay her aside until she, she you know, she's deceased. Um, and this nurse was not willing to leave me there. And so she rushed me off to the NICU that day. And, you know, her exact words were she just kept gasping mm-hmm. for breath. Mm. Which is so telling in our society, right? Because yeah. we're hearing those words. Well, we're going to make them comfortable. It's going to be a conversation. Well, I'm living proof of what that conversation really looks like, right? Yeah. And praise the Lord for uh, nurses that, you know, just take serious their standard of care to protect uh, those uh, that they're serving uh, in their line of work. Uh, as we kind of close here, um, I would love, like, where, I mean, after people hear your story, where do people go from here? Like, what what three things should they do? Like, I want to, for that person that's listening, like, 
I don't know what to do with all this information. What can I do? Um, where do I go from here after hearing all this uh, in the news and your story and just what's going on? And it seems like more extreme as they go. But where does somebody that hasn't been involved, where, where do they go from here? I think that's a great question. And I honestly, I'm getting those questions every single day from people who are contacting me and saying, well, so I'm horrified, right? I'm horrified by what's happening. I want to do something to help. What can I do? Um, and typically my, my response goes a little bit like this. First of all, you pray, right? Yeah. Um, you pray for our legislators. You, you pray for your ministries in your community. You pray for those women and men who are facing a decision about abortion. Um, and then the second thing you do is really, you know, discern what your gifts are <clears throat> and Find out where it is in your community you can serve. Your pregnancy center is a great example of that, right? That's what I always tell people is, you know, do you know where your nearest pregnancy center is? Have you ever, you know, reached out to serve them? Have you ever given to them financially? Um, They need you. They need you now more than ever. And so, yeah, people need to connect with your ministry and use their gifts um, to partner with you. I think that's huge, right? And I think the other piece is, you know, really – educating themselves and educating other people in a really great filled way. You know, I think we all see the yucky comment section right now, yeah. right? Like, oh, yeah. Don't, don't go in the comm box. That's always my rule. But <laughs> every once in a while, I venture in there and I kind of go, oh, folks, we could do better than that, mm-hmm. right? Yes. We could be righteously angry right now, and I think most of us are. We can be righteously angry. We can call it for what it is, which is people who are supporting late-term abortion and infanticide, be angry about it, but man, treat people with respect, even in our words. Yes, definitely. I think that would go a long way, for sure. And just having a simple conversation, uh, if people would allow that, uh, to really sit down. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you so much for taking time out today and uh, just uh, where can people find you, connect with you for hearing your story, and how can people help you? Yeah, definitely pray for me. I mean, now more than ever, if people only knew some of the <laughs> slings and arrows I've been facing in the last week in general. Um, so, yeah, pray for me and my family and other survivors who um, not only are out there, but just are hearing everything and are affected by it. Um, they can find me at MelissaOden.com on Facebook, Twitter, my website, Instagram. Also, they can visit TheAbortionSurvivors.com. We're going to have some videos coming up really soon, not only of survivor stories, but really embracing um, forgiveness in in post-abortion healing. That's so needed, for sure. Well, thank you so much, and uh, thank you guys for listening. Until next time, have a great day. Thank you for listening to Armored Truth Podcast. For more information on this podcast or show notes, you can visit us at armoredwithtruth.com. You'll be directed to our blog section to listen to more or past episodes. You can also connect with us on iTunes and leave us a review. You can also visit the main website at youmakeherbrave.com where you can take being not only a hearer, but also being a hearer and a doer. You can learn about being a volunteer, 
be a monthly partner. $30 a month saves one life from abortion and helps us walk side by side with that new brave family. So again, thanks for tuning in. See you next week on Armored Truth.